Yes, indeed. Oh my goodness. Funky Phil, we're back, my friend. We are back. That is right, Davey. You're, you're a legend. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? It's been a long time. It's been too long. It's been it's last year. I know. <laughs> last year. New year, new us, new variant. <laughs> it's all of the above. <laughs> we need to set the vibe in here, all right? Hold yeah. on, Phil. Let yeah. me just um uh what should I play here? Uh here, just listen to some uh, wrap up music while I go set the vibe. Don't worry, don't press pause. What? I'll be right back. I don't know where Corey just went. Oh, the lighting. He is giving us some sassy mood lighting. Yeah. All right, here he comes. We can't be doing this show like like we're in Kmart, you know, just fluorescent lighting. That's true. Like, you know, we got to do this. We got to set the vibe. We're set not the a Kmart show. We're not a Kmart <laughs> show. This isn't Walmart, people. <laughs> All right. So, uh, man. It is good to be back. Uh, dude, I've just been piling up like, you know, like in the in the wintertime, you like rake leaves together and you just have a giant pile of leaves and then you jump in that pile of leaves. Yeah. The leaves are the amount of soap boxes I have. Okay. Oh. And we're about to jump in that pile today. <laughs> <laughs> I have just been piling them up, just stacking them up, dude. <laughs> there has been some stuff that has gone down and I can't even, I don't even know which one to start with. There's too many. There's too many. Okay, dude, this is this whole th there's been some there's been tours. There's been changes that need to be made with drum brigade. There's going to be like location changes. There's humbling situations. There's situations where I was furious. There's situations where other people has been furious. It's just it's one of those things. It's going to be one of those shows. I came in super late today, like s the latest ever. Okay. It's okay. But we're going to get through it. So, um, man, but that being said, we are very happy to be back with you guys. Drum Brigade podcast. I don't even know what episode this is. I don't even care, to be honest with you. I think it's 122. 122, 100,022 doesn't matter. No one even listens, Phil. Or do they? Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, the whole goal was to get Lamborghinis, yeah. which we got. So It's true. True. Well, wait, you did. I didn't. You didn't get one? No, not yet. Oh. I did get like a Lamborghini bike. Like yeah. it's like a. They sent me one um, when we did our 100th episode. Oh. I got it in the mail. Like as it an was, influencer? Yeah. It, was, it came from, it was Amazon Prime. So <laughs> nice. it was like two day free shipping. Wow. They shipped it to you. Yeah. I mean, the package got a little messed up, but <laughs> everything inside looked okay. So that's cool. You know, that's it's all good. So far, it handles pretty decent. That explains why you got here so fast and I got here so late. <laughs> drove a Lambo I can't believe, here. You get your Lambo in the mail. Dude, I'm still waiting, but it's, you know, it's it kind of is, uh, whoops, it's kind of normal. Uh-oh, I lost my headphones. Don't worry, people. Don't worry. We know how to podcast. We're used to this. We've, <laughs> this isn't our first show. We've done 121, 121, you said? Yeah, this is the 120, 122nd, I, I believe. We've done 121 and about to be 122 shows. So it's cool. It's cool. 
Mm. Um, all right. So uh, before we get started, you know, the whole reason why we do this show is just to like give you guys some content. Um, you know, it's to have a voice in our community. It's to get some things off of my chest, Phil. Big time. Yeah. And it's to promote the Drum Brigade and what the Drum Brigade is about. So this is the, our main platform to be able to promote Drum Brigade. So for you guys that are listening, um, I just want to let you guys know that we have a lot of things um, that you can take advantage of. Um, so our, our lesson program, you can take drum lessons with me and Phil. Um, and uh, even in person here at Drum Brigade, if you want, or online on Zoom with me or Phil, you just got to use um, contact form. Uh, on drumbrigade.com we'll get you in touch we have merch um, we did a like a, a launch of a new t-shirt that just is about supporting um, live musicians it just it's just a statement t that says um, support live music and hire uh, live musicians so um, it's a you know making a statement for the music community and uh, for us as musicians especially after covid that's something that um, is very important for us especially um, working musicians so um, you want to support a working musician Buy that shirt. It's all, all kinds of different shirts and, and merchandise, like hundreds of different things that we have on our website now. Um, so, um, our merch is done through Teespring. So all you got to do is just click the link on drumbrigade.com. It'll take you right there. We still have Patreon lessons. I just posted a, a Patreon lesson. Um, it's five bucks a month. And, um, I just posted a Patreon lesson about a six stroke drum fill. Um, and there's also like a six stroke series on there where you can learn how to, you know, play a six stroke and all that jazz. So anyways, um, there's all kinds of stuff that we're, we're doing, you know, um, and, uh, you know, of course, day in a life of a drummer. I have a lot of tour footage now from that. And, um, I'm, pro I'm talking about what I'm promoting, Phil, but you have, you have your uh, music school too, and or your drum school and all that stuff at your, out of your studio. What's your studio called? Ooh, I don't know, dude. You gotta have a name. Where this is PC, yeah. Well, and it yeah. Charlotte Studio. I just set up a drum room there. Oh, nice. At um, Littledale Studios. Yes, in Little Fallbrook. Dale. We just opened a new spot, and I'm excited. Heck yeah, be, that's I'm, good. I'm good for teach, her. Teach my first in-person lesson in like two years. Oh this wow! Week. So are you doing um, are you doing like? your studio at home just for like recording. Right. And then you're going to start teaching at her spot or at your family spot. That's the idea. Yeah. I'm going to try cool. to do some, yeah, that way I can leave the, the home studio set up and ready to roll for tracking. And, yeah. and, uh, I can, you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll still do some online stuff from there yeah. too, but yeah, I think I'm going to be in that situation too with, um, I'm going to be looking for a spot to, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be sharing a spot again, or I'm, I'm trying to open up my own spot, I think. Um, but a lot of stuff, PC is going away in a couple months. Um, cause the, the partners, the roommates, whatever you want to call it are not looking to renew the lease. So I'm, I can either rent this spot on my own, which I don't want to do because I absolutely hate Oceanside. Don't get me on that soapbox yet. <laughs> um, City of Oceanside should dive off of the Oceanside Pier, though, head first when head the tide first. is low. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah. So 
that's going to be changing, but I'm dude, I'm touring too much, man, where it's, it's really getting hard to balance my lessons and all that stuff. So I'm going to be hitting you up to sub some of my students, at least like two super down. Okay, good. Jesse is one that he's, I already talked to his dad and he's like, yeah, we'd like, we'd like that. I'm trying to get him ready for like jazz band, but he's still only like 10. So he needs, he needs funky fills, jazz exercises and stuff. He's a good kid. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So, anyways, that's that's um, all the information with Drum Brigade. Just drumbrigade.com. It has everything that you need. The Drum Brigade membership will get you um, lessons with me and video lessons, and then um, use a contact form, and I'll get you in touch with Funky Phil if you want to take lessons with him as well. And um, all the other stuff, Patreon, merch, um, podcast, of course, all links on drumbrigade.com. All right, guys. Let's get into it. Oh yeah, show 122, I think. We always have to have have that caveat. Show 122, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How's everybody doing? How are you doing, Funky Phil? I'm good, man. Man, just killing it. Wife opened up a music school. Yeah, well, she's had one, but she moved to an upgraded location. Yes. And uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, life's good, man. Just, you know, coming out of the holiday season, new year, new fun. Yeah. I got I got sick for a bit, but it was, all the tests said it wasn't COVID. How long did you test for? Um, Well, I tested on my, the day where, on my worst, when I had my worst conditions. Okay. And I did both the um, instant and PCR no, then you you didn't have it. And Charlotte tested, and the kids tested, and no one had it. So oh, that's good. Safe to say, I don't think I had it, but we're you know being careful. You don't really go. Well, you've been playing gigs and stuff though, but you don't really go out. Like you're not in the mix, right? Like, like I don't go out a lot. No, I party Phil doesn't it. go out anymore. No, you still got the shirt. <laughs> I still have the jacket. <laughs> the jacket, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude. No, life's good. I did a I did a double drum show. Oh yeah. Last month. Did I tell you about that? You went in like fully like competitive and showed the other drummer who's boss, huh? No way. No. <laughs> I no, know it was you for felt. Anthony Cullen's his, his uh birthday show. Oh, nice. And uh, it was me and Malachi on oh, drums. Oh, Malachi's and great, man. We had a percussionist, Ty, who's an awesome percussionist. Wow. So we had and Jody was playing organ. Wow. It was so fun. Dude, me and Malachi was just like instantly hit it off. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he's great. He's it great. Like, he's know, a great dude to shed with, man. Hand in glove. We were just like filled, you know, like played around each other and did tasteful stuff. And we were just like busting up laughing the yeah. whole time. He's a, he's a great dude. And he's like, I've known Malachi since he was really young. And he's got a solid, first of all, deep pocket, but like, He's got some chops, man. Oh, he rips. Yeah, dude. He's <laughs> yeah, definitely great ideas. Yeah, he he shreds. He was really good. It he, was it was super fun. He is like he's he's it's like when I've shedded with him, it's like intimidating where I'm like, bro, like this kid. He's not a kid anymore, but yeah. Even when he was young, I'm like, this dude, like, he's just got that sound, you know, like, man, he's great. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I haven't done a double drum gig in I don't, I don't know if ever, but it's been years, but 
It was a blast, man. And the percussion. I mean, it was just like <laughs> so fun. Dude. <laughs> but got some new equipment. Not too much stuff, but oh, a couple yeah? things. What'd you get? Um I got a I got a new kick pedal. Nice. Iron Cobra. Oh. Okay. I used Iron Cobras for probably twenty years, but now I'm on DW nine thousand. Those are like the only DW pedals that I've tried that I like. Yeah. And uh out of my price range but yeah i feel i really like the the cobra well i found one i found my dw on um craigslist and i got it for like 150 bucks or something what? yeah that's great it's brand new like brand new dude was super cool this is the thing though not to sorry i still want to hear about your other stuff but this is the thing the other like a few gigs ago this is an iconic gig and i have a soapbox about it but okay this gig that I did, it was a wedding gig. It was like a super high-end wedding gig. And I didn't know that my kick pedal fell off of my cart when I was wheeling it in. Oh, no. And it bent the footboard. Like, not the footboard, the bottom aluminum board that sits on the floor that was, like, curved. You got to get uh, closer to yeah. your mic, too. Oh, yeah. It's, cur- <laughs> it's curved. Um, it was... It was, you know, the, the, the aluminum... It, the DW9000s have an aluminum... Oh no! Floorboard thing and it that bent? sits on the floor, and there's Velcro on that. That bent, and it was like rounded, but I didn't know what. So when I hooked it on my kick drum, it was like it wouldn't sit flat. It was like the the heel of the kick pedal was like up in the air, like a banana. So every time I would hit it, my <laughs> kick pedal was like floppy, and then like. <laughs> Oh, no, it, it kept turning. It was like er, f- within five seconds, it was like twisting, and then it was like my kick pedal was sideways with my my kick my head of my drum. Oh. And so I I hate when that happens. I don't know why that happens. And um, so dude, I was trying everything. Like I had like a drumstick underneath the pedal and tried to like lift the kick drum up. I had tried taping it down. Nothing was working, and it was like the worst gig ever. That sucks. And like. I fit. I was like, I went to bed like, dude, I don't know. This isn't going to work. Like, why is I've never had this problem before. And then I thought, oh, I wonder if the floorboard is bent. And then I came in the studio and drilled, like took all the screws out and then like put that uh, aluminum bed, like half of it on the arm of the couch and like leaned into it and bent it back. (laughs) Then it's like flat. And then I screwed everything back in. Used it again and it was perfect. It hasn't moved an inch. Oh, well, at least it was an easy fix. Yeah. So. Oh man. So what else did you get? What else did I get? Um, I got a new hoop for my 15-inch snare drum, which they're very hard to find. <laughs> Especially now, dude. Yeah. With got, like the the like whatever they call that, you know. Yeah. I well, I was I was I was looking for tuning stability. So you got a die cast or what? Um, I wanted to get um, a DW True Hoop or whatever they're called. The uh, they're like three mil, okay, rather than the the normal two point five triple flange, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I couldn't get that; it was sold out. So I ended up getting a no flange, okay, four four mil steel hoop. Wow, it's thick. <laughs> So you're going to be going through sticks. So it's it's rounded. It's not like sharp, but it's like a straight up. It's like imagine a bass drum hoop, but made out of metal. Okay. 
and oh it's yeah not as deep as a bass drum hoop it's only like you know it's like a normal thing it has it has like claws that have yeah, to go on. yeah i've got little claws awesome. that holds it on and um it's it gives i, I think it's giving my drum better tuning st- nice. stability that i was after but it yeah man it changes the tone so much man i no offense but i can't get behind um, those these like novelty big snares you know like obviously i have a bunch of novelty snares here like i have three novelty snares here but i don't think 15 qualifies as novelty okay that's that's like beto let me use if, a 16 right, if 15 is novelty then 13 is too okay yeah i get it yeah okay <laughs> okay yeah i guess so beto let me borrow a 16 i that could be novelty i, I think. didn't like that at all yeah. He was like trying to get me to like it. And I was like, I do like it. I get the idea, but I don't like it. <laughs> what, you can't see me? <laughs> it was just funny that the, the mic stand is like just covering your eyes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had it set up in here and I kept trying to tune it. Yeah. And I was like, just stop with this. Just yeah. let it be. Just use a snare. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to make a floor. Tom. It had floor tom legs, and like, yeah, you he had it tuned super tight, and then I tried to loosen it, and I'm like, now it sounds like a floor tom with a snare on it. Mm-hmm. And then I tuned it up, and I was like, this, it's, and I can't hit it in the middle. Like, I'm just like, dude, just stop. Like, just give me a regular snare. Yeah, um, I like the 15. It's, it's not too big. All right, whatever yeah. you think. I have, I have. I have 13 here and it's the worst snare I've ever owned. <laughs> I haven't put a new head on it though. I want to try another head, but, and then I have a, a 13 into 14, like volcano. That's it's yeah. pretty cool. It's a pretty unique sounding snare too. I have been jonesing for a shallower snare though. I still, I mean, I'm, I'm a child, you know, I grew up in the nineties and you're a child. I'm, no, I'm, I'm a child <laughs> of the nineties. I was going to say, and I grew up influenced by that era of music. But like that '90s Piccolo Maple Piccolo John Robinson snare that I have, yeah, it's still like one of my favorite snares. I kind of want a Piccolo. Just sounds. You should. You can borrow that yeah. one if you want. You can take it home today and try it out and see if you really want to. I made the mistake though when I was a kid. They put like cheap parts on that snare, and so one of the like one of the lugs stripped out. And I lost it. And then their um, throw off stripped out. Mm. And because uh, that was my main snare from when I was like 15, 14 or 15 until whenever, like 18 or 20. So I made the mistake of when I was like playing custom drums in the Agrolites, you know, and had all these novelty snares and these wannabe drum builders building stuff, drill out that shell and put one of their throw offs on mm. because you couldn't just go on Amazon or go online and find the pearl throw off that matches that. Yeah. So I had them drill it out and where their throw off was the screw holes that were there. I had them drill that out and put vents there. And then I had him put one of his janky throw offs on. And Sweet. so that snare is now worthless to a collector but it's still the same snare that the first like actual snare that I bought when I was a kid. Still My works, dad, right? It still works. It still sounds great. It's just totally sounds like spin doctors, dude. <laughs> That's not the sound I'm after. But. <laughs> the piccolo snare, I you just, can depending on what head you put on it. You yeah. Know, 
I'm more thinking just like older, like, you know, funk and soul and stuff. It's, they didn't have like seven inch deep drums. Yeah. They, yeah. So <laughs> dude, I, I was just talking to you about this before we went, we got on the air that I went to a shed with, um, Zach Nager and like, um, another dude. Oh man. I, dude, it's been a crazy morning. So I'm sorry that I can't remember his name, but uh, John Stapleton, um, and like some other dudes that were like, these fools can play drums, dude. Mm-hmm. Funky, the funkiest drummers I've ever sat down with besides you. And like, uh, they, Zach had his like actual drum set there. Crazy. The way, it, the way it was set up, like tuned, like his rack tom was tuned like my floor tom and just dead, like reggae dead, like, doom, uh-huh. you know, and it was super loose. It was like finger tight. Yeah. And then his snare like no no like overtones or sustain or anything. It was just pop, you know, like and so when I got on it it was hard for me to play cuz it was just and he had his his racks flipped. So it was like 12 10 four, or 16. Okay. And um he had all these like crazy symbols and like a stack and all this stuff. But I got on his kit and it was hard for me to play cuz the tones were just different from what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, but when he got on his kit, holy moly, dude. <laughs> yeah. That fool, dude, you see Zach on on online when he posts videos and stuff. He sounds dope, but it's not like him in person. That yeah. fool is a monster uh, in real life. Yeah, he's he's a beast. Well, I don't know why what he posts online, he doesn't put he doesn't show what he really truly can do. He always shows stuff like that he's working on. Yeah, well, he's humble, man. He's not. I don't think he's out to like, dude, be like posting all sorts of look at me now stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's he not doesn't one of those do dudes. that. But see, I mistook that as just that's how he plays. Yeah, but he didn't get all those gigs that he that he's had and that he has. He didn't become the guy who he is and didn't earn the respect that he has from posting those kind of videos. That full. <laughs> <laughs> like, he is funky that as hell. Full is yeah. a good drummer, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> like I was pretty blown away. Like John Stapleton is amazing. Like amazing. Like pretty close to like fig level. Uh-huh. He doesn't super he's a super humble dude too, but like Zach was just like it's just raw like style. Just like raw gritty and then then at the end of the shed they we were you know, doing typical shed stuff, just licks and stuff. And, um, they just started, they, they, they like, I don't know if, I don't want to say they ran out of licks, but they just started going into like having some fun. We all got comfortable after a few, you know, after an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And then they, him and John started busting out with like some break beats and stuff like iconic break beats where I was just like, like I was saying to you, like I used to think I was pretty funky. Like I used to think like I could I could play some funk. I don't know about it anymore, dude. After yeah. playing with those dudes, yeah. I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that beat's supposed to sound like. You know? And I'm like, I know that beat. Like I know that beat. I've taught that beat. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't play it like that. <laughs> and it's like that yeah. it's like what you said. Their snare, like when Zach laid into his snare the way that he he plays it, it's like Dude, that I was like, that kit sounds amazing. And he had he had like a acrylite or something, some some, you know, just standard 
recording yeah. snare, you know, it was like standard size, 14 by whatever, five or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, man, he just, I guess that's like the thing when you, you know, your sound, you know, that's I, a lot of people have said that about my snare for reggae. And I don't, I don't use that snare with Gogo or like, you know, any of those bands, but like for ska music and reggae music, like I know how to get the sounds that I need, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, that was really cool, really humbling and like very cool. But you know, what's cool also is during that, that, that shed, you know, the, the brigade idea and the, like the brigade, like mantra was in effect. Like, yeah. first of all, I walked up and Zach was rocking like a brigade shirt. And Aww. I was just like, that's cool. And um, he was kind of keeping that vibe alive for sure. It was definitely a humble um, session. It wasn't like, a, a you know, some of the younger sheds that I go to. The idea is competitive. It's not like, hey, let's learn from each other. Or like, hey, let's like build and like, it's okay if you're just learning. It's like, that. there's none of that. It's like, you're here to get your butt kicked. Are you ready? You know? Yeah, you ready for my hot licks? Yeah, exactly. Check out the hottest licks I've been working on that I found on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this was, this, this, this was like older dudes, you know, it was like older an older generation of like, Hey, you know, we're, we're trying to still be relevant and, but we are all, it was all pro guys. It was all like dudes that don't need to prove anything. And we're not trying to make a name for ourselves. We're just here to like be a part of our community. You know, it was really, it was really cool. But what was one of the things that was a really big accomplishment for me was I would, I always end up going to sheds and having the same kind of kind of mindset of, uh, inferiority complex, like, um, scared, you know, I don't know if I belong here and I've really tried to work on that, like being like, Hey, I belong. That's why the drum brigade mantra is belong and and acceptance and camaraderie over competition and all that. So I feel like, you know, over the, it's been a, it's been a while since I've been to a shed and that was different. Like I, I felt confident. I walked in, I was definitely nervous my best licks didn't come out right away, but I still was like, I'm in my community and I feel comfortable here, you know? And like I jumped on the drums right away. And, um, and then there was like a moment of this shed where the, some of the guys were like asking like, Hey, what, what can I work on? What can, and, and I'm like, dude, what can you work on? Like, I'm trying to see what I can learn from you, you know? But then it started getting to where it was like, Zach was like, well, here's what I've been working on. Here's what I think you should work on. And then he did this like little, like, you know, like kind of like lesson kind of idea on how he uses a a six stroke role and how he like, how he phrases it. And, and then that led to me like saying, Hey, there, here's a concept that I've come up with. And I was like able to do like, it wasn't an official clinic, but it was like set up like a clinic where I started running with this idea and I felt completely natural and comfortable, like teaching a group of pro drummers and all of them were like trying it, taking it to the next level. And then I'm like, yes, that's it. It's almost, the you know, and we were just taking this concept of developing these licks. And it taught me a lot that like, man, like I, I have grown over through, throughout the pandemic and all that stuff, like doing chops and coffee and all that stuff it's helped me to really like put some confidence in what we do. And, and you know, that before that would kind of feel foreign to me because I'd feel like I'm not being humble. I'm not being like, if I'm like, I can teach teachers, 
Like who says that you can't say that, you know, <laughs> but like, but doing it and sharing, sharing your, that's part of sharing our gift. It's like making music, you know, it's like being a drummer and being confident in what you do. And dude, that feeling accepted, feeling like you belong somewhere. It changes everything. It changes everything. And like, I know, like, I don't have to be the best drummer in the room. Like I wasn't the best drummer in the room, but I still had the best drummer in the room asking me questions about how I'm, what it is that I'm teaching, what it is I'm doing, what can he improve on, you know? And that, that's, that's pretty amazing, man. It's really, it's yeah. really cool. It's a really positive thing for me, you know? It's also, I mean, I wasn't there. I was supposed to be, but I couldn't. <laughs> but yeah. from what it sounds like, um, the vibe is that there is no best drummer in the right. room. Right. It's exactly what it was. It's all subjective, you know? Right. Like, I mean, you know, how do you, how do you quantify best drummer? Yeah. I think everybody had that <laughs> attitude though of like, man, these guys are so much better. And then the next guy's looking at him like, Oh my God, that guy's so good. You know? And it was, there was a, a big level of respect throughout the whole room. Yeah. And, um, that's what it was. And like, but some of the guys there wouldn't get on the drums. Like there's a couple guys that just wouldn't get on. And it was like, man, I want to like put my arm around them and be like, dude, it doesn't matter. You're here. And like, there was one guy that was jumping on the drums and he was just, you could tell he's just not a shed guy. He's just like a, a drummer. You can tell he could play, but he's never really probably been to a shed. He's like out of his element and he was just so nervous and trying to take what I was saying and what, what we were all saying and like apply it. And he was doing his own thing with it. And I thought it was great. And I was just like, man, that was awesome. You know, and it was just like that kind of thing, man, doing clinics and doing group classes and teaching and stuff like that is such a tremendous positive, like joy for me, man. It's like, it's, that was, I left feeling so great that I went to that shed and, and it it boosted my confidence a lot to, to be able, and I've never left a shed like that. Like, I don't like leaving sheds going, well, I showed that one guy, you know, it's like, what, what does that accomplish? Is, that doesn't ever get you another gig. It doesn't ever do anything. It just helps you to play a little faster, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was, it was dope. That dude, anyways, we were talking about the snare, his snare, the way that that dude play, like the way that Zach plays his snare is like, I don't know, man. You're funky, man. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, just crazy. You might as well, you know, have a ponytail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, he's. I feel like he's, he's proof. You know, there's. I feel like he's good proof of that. Like, um, you know, good technique is very important, and stuff. But there's no one size fits all. Yeah. For, I mean, we're hitting things with sticks to make sounds. Yeah. Sometimes you have to hit it a certain way, to make a certain sound. And that doesn't always fit with like, you know, perfect relaxed technique where the stick yeah. rebounds off the drum right off the center and, <laughs> you know, complete relaxation. Sometimes I do know drummers like that. Sometimes you got to grip that thing and, and smash it into the head and not let it come off because yeah. you want that, that attack and the mute right of that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Dude, side note. Have you ever, have you ever met Zach in person? Yeah. You have? Are you kidding? I, 
don't think I've met him in person, but it's like in passing. And I didn't remember. I haven't seen him. You know, we started like really talking. I thought we all the hung out and stuff online. He didn't come in the studio even. No, never. Well, yeah, I've, I've hung out with Zach. I've played gigs with him before. Okay. So. I was going to say, how tall do you think he is? He's tall. That fool's yeah. tall, dude. But I mean, everyone's <laughs> tall to me. I'm like the size of a child. No, I honestly <laughs> thought he was like the same height as you. <laughs> I, I you walked serious? in and I was like, is that Zach? And then no. I'm like, this fool's like as tall as me. Yeah, both those those nature drummers, they're, they're, they're tall men. Yeah. Uh -huh. I was like, dude, you're tall. And he's like, have we not met in person? I'm like, no, we have, but I don't remember you being this tall. <laughs> and he's like, how tall are you? And I'm like, I'm 6'4". And he's like, I'm 6'3". I'm like, dude. Yeah, this was part of like what we did a gig once, a Schmucky Metals gig, where I was, I brought, I was percussion and he's uh, okay. drum set. And originally we were going to switch off more. Um, first off, I just didn't want to get behind the drums after him cause he's so good. But the, the other angle was that he's like, you know, <laughs> over a foot taller than me. Yeah. So and playing his kit felt incredibly <laughs> awkward. Dude. I was so blown away. Like I did not, ex I, I expected five, eight at the most <laughs> like five, eight. And I show up and this dude is like, eye level with me where I'm like, dude, you're tall. You're big. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm like, I didn't expect you to be tall. That's <laughs> like so weird. I'm like, cause we've met in passing. We haven't hung out though. Uh huh. I've hung out with Jake, but I, I haven't hung out with Zach. And like, I'm like, I, I think like we, he, what we were, we were on the same recording session one time. And then he passed by me in the hallway and was like, Hey, Corey, like we haven't met. I'm Zach. You know, I like what you did on the record and, and he's like, we've, we've played, we shared a bunch of gigs and like, you know, we're just nice to meet you in person. And I was like, oh man, I've heard so much about you. You know, I know your brother and, and then that was it. And then I've seen him play with another band, but I, I was like, the stage was really tall and I saw him like I was standing on the street and he was up on the drum riser. So I just saw him from behind, but, um, Yeah seeing him like standing next to me with like a drum brigade shirt on. I'm like, that's, that's his face. Like I've seen his face a million times, but <laughs> I didn't expect it to go with that body, man. He's like, he's a big, tall man. <laughs> yeah. He's tall. So, yeah. That was a cool experience, man. So anyways, um, I got some new gear. What'd you get? I got another, this is hard to say, but I got another Porter and Davies. <laughs> Give me <laughs> <Throwing>. one. <laughs> I know, dude. So I have the one that I use at home. It's and and then it's the BC two, and then I have the TT six now that I use for Gogo Bordello. I don't know what that is, but it's, I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> so the so so basically the BC two you have to use their amp. Yeah, that's why I have that green case or black and green case down there. But then the TC TT six you can use with any amp or like within you can't use like a 4000 watt amp, but you can use like a 1500 watt app and you can plug it into like whatever they the monitor guys would use for your, you know, your um, subwoofer or whatever like you can pretty much use. So it's just the top or does it have a controller? No, it's, the, it's just the top and then you can use whatever. So oh, that's cool. Uh, so it's supposed to be like the monitor guys just give you like they just plug it into their amp and then they control it and give you whatever you want. But 
Oh my gosh. I used it. So, so like I've only been using it on, on like wedding gigs and stuff and it's changed the whole, I used it at the tin roof the other day. Game changer. Dude. Yeah. Game changer. By the way, old heads are still on there. Broken 10 inch rack still on there. No, no hi-hat, uh, hi-hat clutch. Was there ever one? <laughs> I showed up with no hi-hat clutch because I forgot. I just assumed. And then Kevin's wife had to go bring, bring me one from his drums. Anyways, this isn't about tin roof. So I got a purple one. First of all, I thought purple would be like funny, but Gogo Bordello has that song. Start wearing purple or whatever. Um, so I got a purple one. That's like the theme of the band. It's beautiful, dude. It's, mm-hmm. I wish I would have gotten a purple one for home. It's like so nice looking. Yeah. And they gave the, the band just plugged it into like an amp that they had. And it's basically the same setup I have at home. It's just not that it's just another amp that has a volume and intensity and all that on it. And that's going to be the one I use from now on <sighs> on a big stage. It, there's nothing I can't even describe. It's yeah. so much better than using an amp. I mean, using a, it's a so much better than using a sub. I know. I want one, dude. <sighs> I've been, I, I, I went down a, some, I, I explored the internet to mm-hmm. see if I could figure out a way to rig one up because I, I cannot afford a Porter and Davies. Those are so expensive. <laughs> I know. I know what you're thinking. If it was me, I wouldn't get this TT6 one. I if it was if I was you, I would get the smaller one cuz you're just you're going to use it for at home and then you're going to use it on like yeah. some gigs and you're really careful with your equipment. I can't even afford that. But they're, you can get you they would probably get you an endorsement, dude. I don't know. And so it's not much, but it's it's it dude, I'm telling you like I I don't make a lot of money and like I I had to put it on my credit card and I'm still paying it off, but I paid off the first one, but I'm so glad I got, I'm so stinking glad I got that one. It's, it is like, the only thing that sucks is my throne base is like old and it's rickety. So it is a little wobbly and I, I feel like I want to buy a new base for it. What base are you using? I use the, um, the DW hydraulic. I just 9,000. got those. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So I have a brand new one for home and it's like, or not brand new, but it's, it, I, the one that I have, I've had for probably like nine years or something. And, um, it's just, I brought that one to New York and it lives out there now, but I didn't realize how rickety it is compared to the one that I have here. Yeah. Anyways, it was so worth it, man. It looks so nice and it's just, <sighs> I can't even tell you guys, dude. It is such a game changer for me. <laughs> I want one. It, and like the way that they have it set up there is like all your toms are in there. That that low um, 14 inch super kick one or whatever on, on the floor. I had that thing. That was louder than my kick drum or it was like it more intense. And so going around the toms and then hitting that thing is just like, dude, you feel it. It's it's really nice but the jokes dude you think you got jokes about it being a vibrator and all that stuff the jokes with the sound men oh yeah and i'm going yeah man can i get more floor tom two up the butt and they're just like (laughs) it's just like (laughs) okay you want more in your butt all right got it here it comes you know i'm like oh my gosh you guys shut up (laughs) it was this the whole time the whole time 
Um, uh, yeah, but, hey, the the bass sounds good in my ears, but I need more of it in my butt. And you're just like, all right, yeah, let me get it. <laughs> they won't stop calling it a butt kicker. I'm like, it's not a butt kicker. That's mm-hmm. like a pearl thing. I've, dude, I looked at the butt kickers. They're dumb, dude. It's I not the same. All sorts of stuff. And it's it's mind-blowing that no one... There's nothing else in the game mm-hmm. like it. Like, I know. Even the butt kicker, which is, you know, it's like an... If you don't know what that is, it's an externally mountable thing, like a tactile, yeah, you know, feedback monitor, whatever you want to call it. Basically, it's like a speaker without a cone that vibrates very heavily, yeah, at very you know accurate frequencies. So, but even that, even their like one that they, it's for musicians, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't have standard connections for professional music equipment it's got like speaker inputs yeah like a red and a a black like you got to put banana plugs in it it's Uh, like yeah why wouldn't you have a speak on like it's you're marketing this to be used with live music nobody uses speaker wires (laughs) that doesn't make any sense it's so unprofessional (laughs) to show up to a big stage and be like oh do you have like a red and a black to go to this (laughs) yeah i just need some standard speaker wire dude and like those are so intense dude they're almost like not control because they just bolt they just bolt onto your kick or your throne yeah and they're like they they will like shake the crap out of you like out of your butthole (laughs) it's like dude (laughs) i gotta grab that one for the sampler it's so intense dude so so intense these are very very controllable you can have it like you can have it barely on where you just barely feel it and it still feels like you're you're next to a sub yeah. I've just gotten so used to it that like I didn't realize how intense I had it with Gogo Bordello and coming home now I have it like all the way up and it's like redlining and I have to like adjust it, you know, but yeah. The uh, it's it's nice, man. It's it's really nice. I want to get one. All right, so other than that, I did get something but it's non-music related. What you get? I got a new bicycle. <laughs> yeah yeah dude you oh, guys know it. if there's anything in this world i love as much as drums it's bikes i saw that you're it's like an off-roader right? yeah it's like a, a mountain bike and it's the most expensive bike i've ever bought but Whoa. it is so much fun it looks it's cool so 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 much fun so but uh, this isn't bike brigade so it's just it's nice it's an intense taser if you guys want to check it out it's a pro model and it's dope it's an e-bike e-mountain bike Mm. all right before this show gets out of hand i got two that i need to get off so let's go yo funky phil yo Corey. we have some great listeners don't we yeah you know how they can be even more like dope than they already are keep listening definitely true what else tell all your friends also very true what else join the patreon all good things but you know the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store yes we have so much like dope swag up there we got men's shirts sweatshirts got women's shirts we got kids shirts yes onesies we got socks mugs phone cases stickers got it all all in different sizes all in different colors just for you so if you want to show the world 
that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. All right, right first now. one. I was humbled, Phil. Uh-oh. <laughs> I finished... Okay, so I just got back from tour like like a week ago. Yeah. And by the way, first thing, first part of this soapbox, I'm getting sick of people getting mad at me talking about tour. Who's getting mad at you about tour? Like, some of my local musician friends, they're making fun of me for like being on tour or like like it's a part of my life so like when i say hey yeah i can't do that gig because i'll be out i'll be away on tour or like hey i just got back from tour now it's become a thing where they're just like oh are you back from tour oh he's on tour oh do you know how to set up your drums like i don't think you know how to set up your drums because you have people that do that for you now oh like i'm like oh they're just teasing i'm here dude like i'm like I'm not that guy. They're teasing slash jealous. They are definitely teasing. (laughs) You know, I've never been a good guy that like takes teasing very well. I I don't like it. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But I know it's part of life. And so I get it. But get off me, bro. Stop. Stop with that. I just I'm I'm happy that I have a tour gig and like. Yeah. Shut up. Exactly. Is this the soapbox or is this a side side, side soapbox? soapbox? Okay. Soapbox was me on on tour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I uh, we play the show. I walk off stage, and um, I don't remember why I was going out, but I was going out to the bus to get something, and um, I don't remember what it was. I had to get some something. I was probably going to get like a jacket or vitamins or something, but I just, I mean, I'm still in my stage clothes and we're like shut off from, from people. We can't hang out, whatever. So I walk out to the bus and there's like that, just like how it was in San Diego, that like metal fencing around the bus. So people can't come in, you know, and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So I walk out sweaty. I have a, you know, my, my, my outfit on, I still have my sunglasses on. And I'm walking along the railing and then I see like four people that are like waiting by the railing and they're like, Oh dude, Hey, they're like, Oh man, dude, can we get a picture? And I'm like, Oh sure. So like, I'm immediately thinking, yeah, like let's get a picture. Like fans saw me on stage. So they're like, Oh man, thank you so much. Happy new year, man. They give me a hug and I'm like, Whoa, too close. Too Wearing close. mask, whatever. So he's like, yeah, man, cool. Thank you so much, man. Oh, man. Gives me a hug. Hands me the phone. And I'm like, and they're, they, four people stand together, arms around each other. And they're like, yeah, we'll just take it right here. And I'm like, oh, you, you want me to take a picture of you. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so so good i'm like oh that's so good that's so good you're like i'm a movie star oh oh i'm a photographer now apparently okay sure i'll take a picture of you that's right i'm just the drummer (laughs) weren't fans at all just people on the street (laughs) (laughs) just people on the street 
So I'm like standing there next to the tour bus, sweaty from the stage, taking a picture for these dumb people with their arms around each other and then hand the phone back and they're like, thanks so much, brother. And then they just take off. And I'm oh like, oh my God. Okay. I'm just going to go on the tour bus and grab my stuff and just go back in the room, I guess. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's what I get, dude. That's exactly what I get. <laughs> that's amazing. Total, total humiliating, like a humbling situation. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. So yeah. Thanks people for making me feel like on top of the world and then like, like in the dirt, in the ground. just another schmuck. Just another fool to just like <laughs> all I'm here for. I literally walked off stage, just played an encore. People are still screaming for us. I walk out stage and these fools are like, can, you, can we get a picture? I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Stinking idiots. Oh. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I love that. Humbled. That's amazing. I walked back in. I was just like laughing. I'm like, well, I just got humbled. And they're like, what happened? And I told them everybody was laughing, dude. Like, I'm like, that's what I get for thinking that people would actually want to take a picture with me. That's, that's what I get. That's amazing. Okay. Next one. This one's pretty crazy. Now. I have to I give a disclaimer. Right I got to give a disclaimer. If you have little ones, I am going to be using choice le letters in this section. Uh-oh. Um, choice letters happening right now. Sorry, I was getting... Dude, I don't even want to say... I don't want to name drop, but somebody was calling me. <laughs> um, I'm giving lessons to somebody that's pretty like cool in my mind. Sweet. Um, anyways. Uh, so, okay. So... Like I was saying, choice letters will be used in this soapbox. Excellent. Okay. So sorry to everybody, but it, it needs to be said with this soapbox. Same soapbox that I got on about, or same same gig that I was on where the kick drum was sliding and the, the floorboard of the kick drum pedal was bent. Was this a New Year's Eve gig? Uh, no, this was like a wedding Okay. Super high end wedding gig. Um and and like it was like ridiculously rich wedding. Okay. Uh it doesn't really involve me, but it kind of does because of, I'll explain. So I don't remember what it was, but I came like, I think I came straight from like, I can't, I, I think it was like when I was coming home from a flight of somewhere and I came like straight off the plane, straight to my car, straight to the gig. So I was up like, by the end of the gig, I would have been up 24 hours or more. So I was drinking coffee and drinking energy drinks like all day to try to make it through this gig. Okay. Real names will not be used. Okay. But, um, it is a schmucky metals gig and it is another problem with a singer. Let's call this singer McGee. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> McGee. He has a problem. He has a problem. He uh -oh. has a problem with females. Oh, uh, you know, not like he just doesn't like being told what to do. Mm. Okay. He's an okay singer, not a bad singer, uh, but he just, he has a problem. So one of the singers on the gig is a very strong woman, a uh -huh. very strong singer, very strong woman. She calls the shots 
and but she was in that position to like she was the she was the 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 lead on the gig so she was emceeing she was telling you know she was one that sends out the email that's like hey here's the protocol songs here's my list of songs can i get your list of songs all that stuff and then the leader of the band will call him melvin <laughs> he was on the gig and you know he's he's the leader of he was the producer on the gig or like the the the, the main guy he was like the band leader so uh -huh. the girl was the the um the mc the leader of that gig but then melvin is like the musician in the band that like is the one who books all the other musicians okay okay so mcgee shows up and he already has an issue with the strong singer the strong woman singer uh-huh so we're we play our cocktail hour and then we we go and we're setting up our regular gig and it's like i can already feel tensions are high dude tensions are high so then we start the set people are walking in we have to be playing music so the female singer says hey why don't we do um lovely day and that's one of Melvin's songs. I mean, not Melvin. That's one of McGee's songs. So me and Melvin start playing "Lovely Day." And I'm like, just yeah. hi hat sixteen. Waiting for this dude to come in. He's just standing there with his hands in his pockets. And so we play that song for like eight minutes. <laughs> he will not start singing. Just the intro. Just the intro. He will not start singing, dude. What? He will not sing. <laughs> and it's only because the strong female was like, lovely day. You got it? Let's go. One, two. And then he's like, oh, I ain't doing what she told me to do. Oh. First song of the night <laughs> is already like this. First song of the night. <laughs> so... The whole first set is going like that. Like she wrote, she wrote down the set list, like on a whiteboard. So she doesn't have to hold her iPad or like print set list or whatever. She talked, consulted with McGee like, Hey man, what songs do you want to sing this set? But mm -hmm. then because she was the one that was like, okay, your song is coming up next. He didn't like that. <laughs> okay. So we go on break. So now Melvin, is like, dude, I don't want to make it awkward. So I'm going to go sit with McGee and like, we're going to just chat it out. And cause no, everybody's already, I'm already like, dude, this is stupid. Like you, you got a job to do. Okay. So we're all over hanging out. I'm hanging out with a girl singer and all that stuff. And then McGee and Melvin are sitting at their table by themselves. So I hear later that McGee is telling Melvin <laughs> like, I just don't like working with unprofessional people like that girl's unprofessional. Oh, <laughs> and she, she, she wants to tell people what to do and I'm not down with that. I know how to do my job. I don't need her to tell me what to do. And so Melvin is like, Hey man, like, you know, it's all good. Just you, you, we got a job to do. So, you know, I'll take care of it. So then set two comes up <laughs> and it's like, same thing. She writes a whiteboard. So now female singer is really trying to be a team player. She's like, Hey, I don't want to step on your toes. What songs would you like to sing? But then he's like, well, I, you know, we're supposed to be playing a, da a dance set. And he's like, well, I want to play this song by Barry white. Yeah. And she's like, Barry white. 
for a dance song for like a young couple that's like in their 20s. She's like, do you got anything like modern? <laughs> and he's like, listen, girl, like I know how to do my job. I've been doing this for a long time. He sounds like Romeo. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. I know what songs kill. I don't need you to tell me what songs to do. And she's like, okay. So she puts it on the list. We get through that set. It's attitudes, dude. It's attitudes all night. Yes. We get to the last set and this dude's had it. He's like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Wait, did they do the, did you guys do the Barry White tune? I don't think we, I think we skipped that one. Oh, this guy has a history though. He's, he has a history of trying to call the shots and being mean to other musicians and other musicians are not like, I haven't seen a singer where like, I've never had a problem with him and I'm usually the guy that has a problem with him. <laughs> like, but I've seen people that never have problems with other musicians that are just like team players. They don't ever have a problem. And they're like, I hate that dude. Whoa. Like, I don't like that dude. I've okay. seen guys get into it with him. All right. And like, there's also like sometimes where I've seen where he's the guy that's like the protocol guy. And he's like, he's the guy that's making the set list. And he's like, putting like some b-side rick james song on there and they're like hey man can we do like give it to me baby or like you know something like super freak or something and he's like no we need to do this one so now these horn players need to chart out this song and then we don't do it and he like does it on purpose just to prove a point <laughs> he's that guy sweet he's mcgee dude so all right mcgee so mcgee we get to we get to the last set of the night and it's been it's the tensions there, dude. It's been, it's been a night. So we're on break for the last time. And this is an absurdly long gig too. It's just ridiculous. Like five sets and a full like hour and a half dinner set is, it was crazy. So now everybody's like, especially McGee and Melvin are like, let's just get through the gig. And so McGee has had enough and it's not, he's not getting the attention that he wants. Mm-hmm because the female singer is really doing her job and killing it. So last set comes, she's like, Hey, just give me whatever songs you got. I'll just put them on the list. Yeah. I don't need you to write anything on the whiteboard. And she's like, that's how we do it. I'm leading the gig. That's how we're going to do it. So she writes a set list, writes all of his songs out on the set list, writes her songs on the set list. We get up on stage and McGee refuses to sing any songs in the last set. Oh, he puts his mic stand next to my kick drum hand in his pocket. Won't sing a song. And so we play like we, you know, I don't know, kiss by Prince or something. He doesn't sing. He just doesn't go into the verse. Cool. And then so the guitar player starts singing that. Then we go to another song. Doesn't sing. Mm -hmm. He's just like won't do it. And then so that fires up the girl even more. She's just, dude, she is next level. She's out in the audience. She's working the crowd. She's, I mean, they are just loving her. It's gotten so obvious that people in the audience are pointing like, what's that guy doing the band? <laughs> They're pointing at McGee. He's the butler. And like, he's just hand in his pocket. There's times where he's looking at his phone. He's like, he's just furious for, no, for what? For nothing because she put it on a, on a list, right? Long story short. So the guitar player covers all of his songs and the guitar player starts throwing in his own songs because apparently this guy just doesn't want to do his job. So I'm like, here we go again with these stupid singers. 
Like I told you about the gig where I was throwing drumsticks at the one singer. I don't think <laughs> I got on that soapbox. <laughs> I, I was throwing drumsticks at one of the singers because he was singing. He wouldn't, he was like singing. He sang probably three songs in the whole night. And I'm like, he's making the same amount as me. And like, he's, it's his turn. He passes it to the guitar player. The guitar player passes it back to him. He passes it to the female singer. Female singer passes it to him. He passes it to the keyboard player. You know what I mean? And he just won't sing a song. And then he'll finally sing a song. So it's gone around the rotation with these people aren't even on the, the gig to sing, but they're still singing. So he doesn't have to. Mm. All right. Well, this is one of those situations where I'm like, here we are. I've had to play every song this night. I've been up for 24 hours. I showed up and did cocktail hour. I'm like, at the end of the gig, this dude's going to just put his mic in his bag and be like later. And that's it. And he's going to make the same amount as me. And he didn't even sing one song on the last set. <sighs> so I was prepared to be like, yo, McGee, I mean, Melvin, you can't use this guy. Like, you got to do something. You got to have a talk with him. Melvin. <laughs> Yo, Melvin, you got you to gotta do something about this guy. You can't. We can't. This, this, this is unfair for the other musicians. This is very unprofessional. Uh-huh. So I'm fully prepared to have that conversation. Yeah. End the night, I'm taking cymbals off, you know, putting them away. McGee comes up to me, and he's like, hey, bro, great playing with you tonight. And I had to bite my tongue. Cause I was going to be like, Oh, we played together tonight. I don't remember us playing together. I remember you standing there and me playing and everybody else, played. but I didn't, I'm like, I don't know this guy that well. I can't joke around with him. I'm just going to leave it be. It's not my, this is not my band. Whoa. Right. I'm impressed. I know. I know. I can be professional. <laughs> I can be professional. <laughs> so he goes up to everybody in the band. Hey, great playing with you tonight, man. You sounded really great. Look forward to the next time. Goes up to Melvin. Hey, man, um, I, can I talk to you for a minute? And Melvin's like, what's up? And he's like, um, you know, I just want to talk to you about that singer. You know, it looks like I'm on one of your gigs with you and her, like on a future date um, in January. I was wondering, um, I just, I don't think I want to perform with her again. So if you want, you, you know, you can either take me or her off the gig, but I don't think we should be on the gig together. <laughs> I see where this is going. Dude, Melvin is like, <laughs> what? what? The balls. The balls oh of this guy. God. So Melvin goes, oh man. Yeah, I don't know, man. You got to do whatever you want to do. If you want to get taken off the gig, then I'll take you off the gig. And then McGee is like, well, bro, I mean, I don't really want to be off the gig. He's like, I just don't like working with unprofessional people. Meanwhile, the female singer is not on the stage. So instead of going up to her and saying, hey, I don't like working with you because you're unprofessional, he goes up to Melvin and is like, bro, I don't want to work with this. You got to take me off this gig. So, dude, I've never seen it go down as hard as it did. It was like Melvin goes... Meanwhile, remember, Melvin went to sit at McGee's table and like kind of coach him through the gig. Yeah. Now it's like McGee is like, yo, I don't want to be on any more gigs with her. I don't like working with unprofessional people. <laughs> oh, my God. And Melvin goes, hold on a second. Unprofessional people. He said, why would like you want to be off the gig with an unprofessional person? He's like, if there was anyone that was unprofessional tonight, it was you. He said she was out there work in the crowd she was out there doing her job she showed up for the gig she was the only one showing up you sat here and you didn't even sing a single song in the last set 
And so he's like, so if anyone was unprofessional tonight, it was you. <laughs> M- McGee is like, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> Melvin goes, he goes like, I don't know how it escalated so fast, but Melvin's like, it means exactly what you think it means, you little b. <laughs> and like i'm like oh and like dude then it's like it's silent now everybody's like oh and like (laughs) mcgee's like well f you melvin (laughs) the name he's like He's like, F you, Melvin. He's like, <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> He's like, F you, Melvin. He's like, F you, man, and F her. He's like, take me off these effing gigs. And he's like, done. Like, Melvin's like, done. He's like, um, he's like, you're up here acting like a little F and B. And Melvin McGee's like, what he's like who do you think you're talking to and he's like i'm talking to you you f and b like <laughs> like dude it is going down dude <laughs> i've never i've never seen that side of uh melvin dude it was going down he's like I know you're not talking to me like that. And he's like, yes, I am. You little B. He's like looking him in the eye sockets, dude. And he's just like, yes, I'm talking directly to you. You little B. And then he's like, why don't you come outside and say that? And he's like, you don't want to go outside with me. Melvin says, you don't want to go outside with me. I'll F you up. And like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's going down. It's going down. And they're like, right now, let's go outside right now. F you, man. F you and F her. And I'm like, so, dude, again, you know me. I love to be Michael Jackson with popcorn watching stuff go down. (laughs) I'm like, hold on. I'm like, yo, yo, you guys need to calm down. And so, like, it, dude, it's heated. It's heated. You call another man, a grown man, a little B, it's heated. It's going to go down. Amazing. And so I go, you, look, I said, you guys are both talking about professionalism. I said, the, the amount of unprofessionalism that's going on right now, I said, needs to stop. If you guys are going to square up, whatever you're going to do, you need to go outside right now because this is not going to happen right here. I said, you're putting all of our jobs in danger now because now like the people in the audience are starting to pick up what's going on. And and I, I was said, just going to ask where yeah, because the wedding ended. It, the wedding ended, and everybody's drunk and like kind of leaving. Oh, but like man. the band is on stage, like ready to have a fight. <laughs> and so me and and another guy were like, "Yo, you got." I said, "Hey, McGee, it's time for you to go, dude." I said, "It's." I said, "Look," I said, "There's, you know, I'm just trying to calm the situation." So I said, "With all this, all all due respect, man," I said this is gone. This is getting, un- this has gotten unprofessional at this point. And I said, so you need to take it outside. And I said, you need to just leave. I said, there's truth on both sides. I said, so I hear you. 
And he's like, I don't care, man. F that. F this. He's like, that girl's mean. She's evil. He's like, she's nasty to me. And I'm like, I know. I know. You just got to go. Just go. <laughs> so he's like, I'm not done with you. I'm not done with you, Melvin. He's like, F you. F you. And they're just, Kevin, uh, Melvin's like, <laughs> Melvin's like, <laughs> Melvin's like, F you, you little B. He's like, he's like, you don't want nothing. And he, dude, he's heated. Heated. That's, that's insane. Like it is heated. And so McGee leaves. He, he walks out and doesn't come back. And then the female singer comes in and everybody's like, everybody just looks like they've seen a ghost and they're just like, you don't even know what you just missed. And she's like, what happened? <laughs> we're like, dude, <laughs> dude, Melvin is still super bent. He's just like, I don't think so. No, no. He's like, that dude doesn't want, me. I put people in the hospital and I'm just like, dude, calm down, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> was I wrong? Was I wrong? I'm like, you were right. I was going to tell you that, dude, I would have said the same thing. I wouldn't have called him a little B, but I'm like, he didn't sing any songs on the last set. He was throwing a tantrum the whole night, all because a girl told him something to do. I said, it's unprofessional. It's ridiculous. He deserved what he got. I have your back, but calm it down. And then, then the female comes in and now she's getting crazy. Oh, heck no. Oh, where's he at? I'm going to go talk to him. F that. Uh-uh. Nobody talks to me like that. No one talks. I'm like, oh my gosh, will you guys please just stop? Like, <laughs> please. Can we just be professional for five seconds? Dude. So it, it, it went down. It like <laughs> the whole, I mean, it took me probably an hour to load out just from like all these conversations and like, I'm calling him. I'm like, don't call him the best thing that you can do is just leave it alone you already won you showed him how you, how it is to how you're supposed to perform and you 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 don't need to waste your time calling him all right so then like that's what happened on the gig that was like the this long and short of it like <laughs> and then a few weeks later like dudes like mcgee's girlfriend is also a singer with the schmucky medals She's not a, she's not like the best singer. She's just a a girl that like can fill in the gaps. She was on a new year's gig. So Melvin reaches out to McGee's girlfriend and was like, Hey, you know, uh, professional, like, Hey, do you still want this gig? I I, I haven't gotten confirmation. The gig is still yours if you want to do it. And then she immediately cancels the gig. And then they start sending emails to like people higher ups on the schmucky metals. Like, Hey, uh, this like there, like, um, there needs to be like an internal investigation about the unprofessionalism of, of Melvin and of this female singer. And you guys need to fire him. He's unprofessional. The way that he treated me was unfair. And, all the stuff. Whoa. Then it's like, if you want, you want confirmation of that, you should contact Corey and you should contact somebody else. No, I'm like me. You want me to back you up? Oh my like, God. We don't even, I don't even know you and you're going to throw my name in the mix. That was the firmest leg they had to stand on was you, yeah. you trying to defuse the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is so and dumb. I will be, if they even call me, I will tell them, yes, it was unprofessional for Melvin to call him a little B and all that stuff. But 
McGee was 100% unprofessional on that gig. He's the one that sparked the entire thing. Yeah. The entire thing was his fault. And so, and if he wants more backing, I'll tell him to contact some of the other musicians that don't even like, like uh, McGee, (laughs) you know, go and talk to them. They'll be the first ones to be like, that dude's an idiot. (laughs) And so I'm like, how dare you put my name in the mix, dude? That's, that's not cool. And then like, I feel like at very, at the very least, they should have asked you first. Yeah. At the very least. He, like, doesn't be like, he knows better, dude. Do you mind? I'm going to, I have to, I'm, I'm sending this in my own defense. Do you mind if I put your name on there? I would have been like, for this absolutely purpose? not. No, that's do so, not drag me that's into so it. Lame. I would have been like, do not drag me into it. You little B. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So dude, <laughs> that's what went down. Damn. McGee and Melvin, dude. That was a spicy one. I love it. I ain't trying to hear that. Oh, that felt good. (laughs) I've been waiting to tell that story on this podcast forever, dude. Haven't had had one that spicy in a minute. (laughs) Dude, I could not believe what was going down. That's amazing. I could not believe it. It It's so crazy. Oh, Melvin. Melvin and and Melvin and and McGee McGee mm-hmm. Melvin and McGee yeah <laughs> and a mystery female singer yeah shall go nameless dude what a story and and the picture outside the bus now that was this is my favorite way to do wedding gigs is just hear the stories from you <laughs> it's <a> nightmare dude <laughs> I rarely have stories of, of road like of the road you know like Touring with Gogol is like, I'm sure I'll have some soapboxes down the road, but like, you know, the the wedding gigs are just like, it's every time there's something that is just like, oh boy, here we go. Well, it's a recipe for that, I feel like, between like the high stress levels of, of the, uh, the wedding party and the wedding planner yeah. and then, you know, the, the band that's, you know, I mean, it's always a variety of, of different people. Yeah. With different, you know, attributes and songs they know and whatnot. Phil, <laughs> how much time do you have? You got to go right now? I'm I'm about to eat my own arm. <laughs> okay. I'm <not> starving. <laughs> then I'm going to have to save my next soapbox for another one because I have another one that's pretty funny. Okay. It's pretty good. Um, that just happened over, over the holidays. So I'll, I'm going to write it down right now. Okay. Um, Yo, do that next time. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Dude, McGee and Melvin, dude, <laughs> they need to be reoccurring characters on this. Oh man! You know what would be great is to have McGee and Melvin on the show. I have just... played. I've played a gig with McGee before. McGee? Yeah. Wow. And Melvin. Oh but, wow! But with McGee, not at the on the same stage. Yeah. It was a different band. Yeah. I don't think we spoke at all, really. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Different band. He is the singer of that band. It was pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I don't know at all. Don't ever bring that up. He didn't refuse to sing, though. Yeah, but that's probably because there wasn't a strong-willed female singer, you know? <laughs> Takes a certain man to deal with a certain woman, you know? That dude is not that guy. He is not that Mickey. guy. He's a good singer, though. He's a good singer. Yeah. Um, he's always been cool to me. We haven't really had any problems, but I, I feel, I did feel like it's only a matter of time before it hits the fan. I can't wait. 
Well, it's not going to happen with me. Like he is. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> I don't want it to happen with me. <laughs> but I saw that like when push came to shove and he got called a little B right to his face, he did nothing. He did nothing. That's pretty strong, dude. Man. It would have been hard. Well, I think that was the little bit left of of professionalism that both of them had because it should have went down. Like, I think that if they were at a bar or something, somebody would have gotten popped in the face. Well, sounds like it was about to, but... Yeah. I, I honestly think that if I wasn't Super there, Corey dude, stepped in. and everybody was like, I'm surprised that you did that. And I was just like, dude, when things get real, like somebody needs to step in. And I'm like, things got real. I needed to step in. So I'm, I'm pretty like, I don't like violence. I don't like, especially friends and like professional relationship people. Don't do that here, man. Come on. Put uh, your differences aside. Do your job. If that happened, that would have been... I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure the whole situation is still a nightmare for uh, the the people involved. But yeah, if 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 there's physical violence, it, yeah. it would have been so much worse. Yeah, these guys are leaving <laughs> in cop cars, and we're in a gated community in Del Mar, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's like, yeah, it's just stupid. So I'm glad that it got squashed, and like they were like, you know, Melvin was like, hey, I'm glad that you you stepped in and was like professional about it. And he's like, I'm surprised. Cause I thought you would have wanted to see it go down. I'm like, no, I don't, yeah. I don't care what my feelings are towards you guys. I don't want to see you guys fight. You know, I'm proud of you. Well done, Thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you. I got one other question though. What? Can I get a photo? <laughs> <laughs> you little B. <laughs> Gosh, dang it, Phil. Now I'm on a soapbox again. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. So happy to be back. Um, I think we're going to have a show for you next week as well. And um, we're going to be doing some cool things with this show and all that jazz. So um, visit drumbrigade.com, show 122. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Funky Phil. And um, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.